Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Man Rebbe Rebbe Ram Goldar and Tere Masech HaSota Daf Lamedal, the seventh parak, Eun Ne'emarin. The Zikhu Masech HaSota program has been generously sponsored as a schus for HaChazach HaSatara. So the three types we're going to focus on number one. The Gemara relates that as soon as the Kohanim's feet were inside the Yardin, Chazur Maim L'Acharem, the waters were reversed. Of course, the Pasuk describes the waters, Kamun Neid Echod, they rose up in one column, and Tanaim dispute the dimensions of this column of water. Yudah says it was 12 meal by 12 meal, Kenegan Machani Yisrael, equal to the size of the camp of Yisrael. He holds they entered the river in their usual encampment formation, and that was the height of the rising water column. Rabbi Hashim argued that surely waters travel much faster than people, and if it returned to its course after rising 12 mil, it would have crashed upon them and swept them away. Rather, the waters piled up higher, crests above crests, until all the kings of the east and west saw them. The Pusik describes the reaction. Their hearts melted, and they no longer had any spirit in them because of B'nai Israel. Point number two, while they were in the yard and Yeshua instructed them, Every man raised his stone upon his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of Israel. Rashi says they were placed at the feet of the Kohanim in the Yarden. The Gemara explains their purpose, to be a sign for the descendants that the ancestors crossed the Yarden. He instructed them to remove an additional set of stones, the ones described by our Mishnah, which had the Torah inscribed upon them, to be later brought to where they lodged that night. These stones were later measured to be about 40 saw, and we know by tradition that a person is capable of loading onto himself one-third of what he can bear when someone else loads him. From here, one can calculate the size of the cluster of grapes carried by the spies, which were carried by eight of them. 40 times 3 times 8 equals 960 saw. One spy carried a peach, and one carried a fig. Yeshua and Caleb did not carry anything, either because it was beneath their dignity or because they did not participate in the spies' plot. And point number three, the Pusik says, And they ascended to the south, and he arrived in Hebron. Rav explained the switch to the singular. It teaches that Kalev separated from the plot of the spies. And went and prostrated himself on the graves of the patriarchs. He said to them, My fathers, ask for mercy for me that I should be saved from the spies' plot. Only Kalev then went to Hebron. The Gemara explains why Yeshua did not do the same. Yehoshua kvar bikesh Moshe ala rachamim. Regarding Yehoshua, Moshe already asked for mercy for him, as it says, v'yikra Moshe l'hoshea ben-nun Yehoshua. And he called Hoshea ben-nun Yehoshua, meaning to say, Hashem Yehoshua chama atzaz muragam, Hashem should save you from the plot of the spies. The Gemara continues to say that Kalev is granted Hebron as an inheritance and reward, and describes the quality of the land of Hebron, which despite being a comparatively stony area of Eretz Yisrael, as evidenced by its use for burial, was still seven times more fertile than the choicest land of Mitzrayim, which was better than all other lands. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara relates that as soon as the Gohanim's feet were inside the Yardin, Chazur Maim the waters reversed course. Course, the Pasuk describes the waters, Kamun Echod, they rose up in one column, and Tanaim dispute the dimensions of this column of water. Rav says it was 12 meal by 12 meal, Kenegan Machani Yisrael, equal to the size of the camp of Yisrael. He holds they entered the river in their usual encampment formation, and that was the height of the rising water column. Rabbi Shimon argued that surely waters travel much faster than people, and if it returned to its course after rising 12 mil, it would have crashed upon them and swept them away. Rather, the waters piled up higher, crests above crests, until all the kings of the east and west saw them. 
the Pasuk describes a reaction. Their hearts melted and they no longer had any spirit in them because of B'nai Yisrael. Point number two, while they were in the yard and Yeshua instructed them, Every man raised his stone upon his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of Israel. Rashi says they were placed at the feet of the Kohanim in the Yarden. The Gemara explains their purpose, to be a sign for the descendants that the ancestors crossed the Yarden. He instructed them to remove an additional set of stones, the ones described by our Mishnah, which had the Torah inscribed upon them, to be later brought to where they lodged that night. These stones were later measured to be about 40 saw, and we know by tradition that a person is capable of loading onto himself one-third of what he can bear when someone else loads him. From here, one can calculate the size of the cluster of grapes carried by the spies, which were carried by eight of them. 40 times 3 times 8 equals 960 saw. One spy carried a peach, and one carried a fig. Yeshua and Caleb did not carry anything, either because it was beneath their dignity or because they did not participate in the spies' plot. And point number three, the Pasuk says, And they ascended to the south, and he arrived in Hebron. Rav explained the switch to the singular. Melamed Shaperash Kalav Ma'atzis Maragam, it teaches that Kalav separated from the plot of the spies. And went and prostrated himself on the graves of the patriarchs. He said to them, My fathers, ask for mercy for me that I should be saved from the spies' plot. Only Kalav then went to Hebron. Digmar explains why Yeshua did not do the same. Yehoshua kvar bikesh Moshe alav rachamim. Regarding Yehoshua, Moshe already asked for mercy for him, as it says, v'yikra Moshe l'hoshea ben-nun Yehoshua. And he called Hoshea ben-nun Yehoshua, meaning to say, Hashem Yehoshia chama atzaz meragam, Hashem should save you from the plot of the spies. Digmar continues to say that Kalav is granted Hebron as an inheritance and reward, and describes the quality of the land of Hebron, which, despite being a comparatively stony area of Eretz Yisrael, as evidenced by its use for burial, was still seven times more fertile than the choices land of Mitzrayim, which was better than all other lands. All right, so now we go to Simran Daflamid Dalit, and her standard simon is a ladder. A ladder. So here goes. The foreign king sitting on top of extremely tall red ladders, who felt their hearts melt when they saw the waters of a river off in the distance pile high to the sky, for a people carrying huge stones and massive grape clusters didn't notice a spy sneak by who began to daven. Once again, slow motion. The foreign king sitting on top of extremely tall red ladders. Ladders? That must be more of Lamadalad. The foreign king sitting on top of extremely tall red ladders, who felt the hearts melt when they saw the waters of a river off in the distance pile high to the sky, which reminds us there's some focus on how the waters piled up when B'nai Israel crossed the Yardin. Rebelezeb Rabbi Shimon said the waters piled up higher, crests above crests, until all the kings of the east and west saw them. The Pasuk describes a reaction that their hearts melted and they no longer had any spirit in them because of B'nai Israel. So the foreign king sitting on top of extremely tall red ladders, who felt the hearts melt when they saw the waters of a river off in the distance pile high to the sky, for a people carrying huge stones and massive grape clusters, which reminds us the more discussed the stones that were raised from the yardane and the enormous size of the fruit brought by the Miraglim. So the foreign king sitting on top of extremely tall red ladders, who felt the hearts melt when they saw the waters of a river off in the distance pile high to the sky, for a people carrying huge stones and massive grape clusters, didn't notice the spy sneak by who began to daven, which reminds us, the Gemara relates that Kalv separated from the plot of the spies and went and prostrated himself on the graves of the Avos. He said to them, Avosai Bakshay Rachamim, She'anatzel Ma'atzus Meraglim. 
My father's asked for mercy for me that I should be saved from the spy's plot. Regarding Yehoshua, Moshe already asked for mercy for him, for it says, And he called Hoshea ben Nun Yehoshua, meaning to say, Hashem Hashem should save you from the plot of the spies. So once again, the foreign king sitting on top of extremely tall red ladders, who felt their hearts melt when they saw the waters of a river off in the distance pile high to the sky, for a people carrying huge stones and massive grape clusters, didn't notice the spy sneak by, who began to daven. All right, so now it's time for four blah Hazara. Daf Lamed, so the Simran Daf Lamed is a Malamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe, Rebbe, that must be more Daf Lamed, Malamed. The Rebbe in the Red Classroom, who did such a fascinating demonstration for parents on how to take chal from a tahor dough for a tummy dough, without being matame the tahor dough, which reminds us, Rav lists five tanaim who hold that a sheni cannot make a shlishin chun. Among them is Rebbe Yazi, who explained in a mission how to take chal from a tahor dough for a tummy dough, without being matame the tahor dough. So, the Rebbe in the Red Classroom, who did such a fascinating demonstration for parents on how to take chal from a tahor dough for a tamay dough, without being matame the tahor dough, as his Talmudim reenacted how the shir was sung at Yamsuf, which reminds us, a Bryce records Machokos, on the way Moshe and the nation recited the shir by the Yamsuf. Was it performed like an adult leading chal for a congregation, or like a minor leading chal for a congregation, or like a chazan leading the brachas before Shema in the synagogue? So, the Rebbe in the Red Classroom did such a fascinating demonstration for parents on how to take chal from a tahor dough for a tamay dough without being matame the tahor dough, as his Talmudim reenacted how the shir was sung at Yamsuf, that even the infants on their parents' laps started to sing, too. Which reminds us, even the infants on their parents' knees or suckling sang shir at the yam. And Rabbi Meir says, even the fetuses in the womb recited the shira. Daf Lamedov, so the Simon Daf Lamedov relates to the law, and we use a judge for the Simon. So here goes. The judge, judge, that must be warned off, Lamed Aleph, the law. The judge who banged his red heart-shaped gavel and declared that serving Hashem from love is greater than serving from fear, which reminds us Rabbi Shimon Lazar said, Greater is the one who acts out of love of Hashem, the one who acts out of fear of Hashem. For the merit of he who acts out of fear lasts for a thousand generations, and the merit of the one who acts out of love lasts for two thousand generations. So, the judge who banged his red harp-shaped gavel and declared that serving Hashem from love is greater than serving from fear, proceed to listen to one witness say, I saw the woman become defiled, which reminds us, the first mission in the sixth parak teaches that although there's some alchokas regarding how many adim are required to establish seclusion, tuma is different. Amr eid echad ani If one aid said, I saw her become defiled, she would not drink because he's believed and she loses her ksuba as well. So, the judge who banged his red harp-shaped gavel and declared that serving Hashem from love is greater than serving from fear, proceeded to listen to one witness say, I saw the woman become defiled, followed immediately by a conflicting witness who said, she was not, which reminds us. The mission says that if one aid says she was defiled and one says she was not, the sota drinks, meaning remains a suffix. The Gemara asks, having proven that a single aid is believed that she had relations, how can a single aid contradict that testimony? But Ula taught, wherever the Torah believed a single aid, it has the equivalence of two aiding that are normally required. Therefore, the words of this one aid are not considered next to those of the two, meaning the single believed witness. 
So her tumor should be established. Rabbi Chia explained, Kambabas the mission is a case where the Aiden testified at the same time before the first one's Aidas was accepted. And Kambazalchazeb, but Ullah's statement is a case where the witnesses testified one after the other, so the first witness's testimony was accepted and attained the force of two Aidim. Dathlamid base. So the similar Dathlamid base is a lab. So here goes. The two red labs, labs, that must move on Dathlamid base. The two red labs set up on two mountains facing each other, which reminds us the more brings the description of the brachas and klawas and hargrizim and harimal. So the two red labs set up on the top of two mountains facing each other try to detect if the person speaking softly down in the valley below was expressing his own praise or disgrace, which reminds us Rabbi Shimon Yochai said, Adam Omer Namuch, a person should say his praise in a low voice, and his disgrace in a loud voice. The Gemara amends the statement to read that one should say his troubles in a loud voice, so the public will beseech Shemayim for mercy for him. So the two red labs set up on top of Two mountains facing each other. Try to detect if the person speaking softly down in the valley below was expressing his own praise or disgrace and picked up instead that he was reciting the Shema in Swahili, a language he could understand. Which reminds us, we have Malchok's Rebbe in the Chalmim whether Shema must be recited in Lashon HaKodesh or can be said in any language. Daf Lamed Gimel, so the similar Daf Lamed Gimel is a peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The peg-leg pirate, peg-leg pirate? That must be more in Daf Lamed Gimel. The peg-like pirate on the red pirate ship, mistakenly praying in Aramaic for help, which reminds us, the mission taught that feel can be said in any language. And the Gemara explains, Rakamehi, it's a request for Shem's mercy, therefore, call Hikid the boy, Matsli, however he wants, he can pray. Rashi adds that in the language he understands, he'll better focus. The Gemara asks what Rav Huda said, Adam A person should never ask for his needs in Aramaic because Rabbi Yochanan said that Malachim do not attend to his tefillah in Aramaic because they don't know it. The Gemara answers, This advice against dubbing in Aramaic is for a single person praying alone whose prayer requires the help of Malachim. So the peg-leg pirate on the red pirate ship mistakenly praying in Aramaic for help because the ship got lost at sea trying to follow the confusing directions to two distant mountains, which reminds us the Gemara brings some hoax about the location of Hagrizim and Har-Eval. So the peg-leg pirate on the red pirate ship mistakenly praying in Aramaic for help because the ship got lost at sea trying to follow the confusing directions to two distant mountains, thought he was seeing a mirage in the distance of a golden box being carried on dry land across a river, which reminds us of Bryce who describes how Claw Israel crossed the Yardin. Every day the Aron traveled behind two groups, but today it traveled first. Every day Levine carried the Aron, but today Kohanim carried it. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss the carrying of the stones from the Yardin and the massive fruit carried by the Maraglim? That's on Dav. Lamadalad. Good. Number two, which stuff do we that one should not dub in Aramaic for the Malachim do not understand it? That's on Dav. Lamad Gimel. Good. Number three, which stuff do we about taking call from a Tahar on a Tami That's on Dav. Lamad. Good. Number four, which stuff do we have Malkok is how the waters piled up at the Yardin, and then we learned that the foreign king's hearts melted when they saw the waters. That's on Duff. Amadad. Good number five. Which stuff do we have a person should say his praises in a low voice and his troubles in a loud voice? That's on Duff. Amad Bays. Good number six. Which stuff do we have the call of Davin at the cover of the Avos to be saved from the Muragum's plot? That's on Duff. Good number seven. Which stuff to discuss what the din is if one aide says a woman is defiled and another one says she is not? That's on Duff. 
Lamadov. Good number eight. Which stuff do you want to have? The brachas and klalos were said in Hargrizim and Harival. That's on Dav. Lamad Bays. Good number nine. Which stuff do you want to have? The laws of Safatuma are derived from a sota. That's on Dav. Chavches. Good. And number ten. Which stuff do you want to have? The Aron cross the Yardane. That's on Dav. Lamed Gimel. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is everybody. Ram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.